Lord, in this hour, we lift our souls to you. We lift our hearts to you. And we are filled with faith for what you are doing at this time. We remove our eyes from the waves, from the oceans. And we are just saying, Holy Ghost, lead us. Lead us. Lead us. We are waiting on you to lead us. And we trust you because you are faithful. You are able to do exceedingly abundantly above everything that we are asking or that is within the grasp of our imagination. So we exalt you, Lord, and we thank you. And we know that as we gather this evening, you are filling us with more strength so that we can press further. We give you praise and glory, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just want to bring an exhortation tonight that I have titled Seven Things That Happen When We Choose the Fast That God Chooses. So we've been fasting since when? Monday. When are we ending fasting? 24. That's 21 days. May it not be 21 days of hunger striking Jesus' name. You know that kind of fasting that you fast out of guilty conscience? You are fasting the fast. You are angry with the fast. You are angry with everything else around you. You are just waiting for the acceptable time to break. If I break now, I've tried. There's nothing on your radar. Nothing in your heart. No transaction. You are still waiting for, is it 12? It's not a time to break. It's to soon be time. And then when it's time, you rush the food as if you're about to die. You know. Isaiah 58 talks about the fast that God has chosen. And that may be the only scripture I will read, even though I will refer to others. When Adam and Eve lost their way in the garden, one of the things that immediately happened afterwards is that we see their offspring trying to find their way back to God through sacrifices. And that's when we're introduced to the story of Cain and Abel. And we find that even though Cain brought a sacrifice just as much as Abel, God rejected Cain's sacrifice and accepted Abel's sacrifice. Until today in Sunday school, there have been all kinds of theories about why that one happened. Some people say it's because the yam was lean. It didn't bring the best. Some people will say it is because... Um, Cain sacrificed animals and, uh, no, Abel sacrificed animals because he was, he was a shepherd, he was keeper of sheep. Meanwhile, Cain tilled the ground and we don't know. The only thing that we know is the conversation that God had with Cain. So I prefer to stick with that other than extra theology. 
I like to stick with scriptures. I like Bible, and I'm a stickler for Bible. Bible says that God came to Cain and said, What's the problem, man? If you do well, will you not be what? Accepted. He said, but now, what, what has happened? Sin is at your door. And sin is trying to master you. Pay attention because sin is at your door. Sin is just outside you. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. This tells me that the reason why Cain's sacrifice was rejected is because sin was at his door. Before Cain was even aware, or before Cain even became aware that sin was at his door, God saw sin at his door, and God knew that the desire of sin was for Cain. Sin was just waiting there for the right opportunity. And the rejection of Cain was an opportunity both for sin and for God. Cain had an opportunity to embrace God for help and rule over sin. He also had an opportunity to see sin for what it is and choose sin. Right? But there was no strength in Cain. So he rose up and did what? Slew his brother. And we see father and father that the way to the life of Eden became closed. In Isaiah chapter 58, some people were throwing tantrums like Cain. Let's go there. Isaiah 58 says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. This is sounding to me like sin is at your door. They seek me daily. They delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness. They did not forsake the ordinance of their God, but they sin. Tell them sin. Tell them transgression. But they seek me daily and they delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and didn't forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask me ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. And yet you are talking about sin and transgression to tell, to tell these people about their sin and their transgression. Verse 3. Why have we fasted, they said, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit your laborers. Verse 4. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the feast of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen? We'll continue reading, but let me stop you right there. So this is a nation that sought God daily, delight in righteousness, this is a nation on the cutting edge, if I can use that language, of what God is doing, the will of God, the purposes of God. 
but they were fasting and it looked like God was not um, answering. God wasn't there. God wasn't present. So they were lifting up their voice for the presence of God. And there are times like that in our lives when it looks as if we are knocking the door and we are looking for God and <laughs> the thing is not coming. It's not, we don't have the breakthrough that, in fact, we get angry. We look around and say, the people that are even, that are living their life, that are not pursuing this kingdom, that, are, that don't care, they have the things that I'm looking for. The things that I, I really want, the things that, you know, God should be able to do this one. Now, is this one hard for God? Why is God not coming through? That was the condition of these people. But, you know, it was also an opportunity for God to tell them, it is time to deal with something that you are not, your, your focus is not there. Why is it time to deal with something that your focus is not there? Because if you don't deal with it, it will eventually hinder the place that God is taking you. Don't process this from the angle of condemnation. Every time there's a call to a deeper place, consecration will precede it. So these people, every, every time there's a call to spiritual height, is a call to consecration, new levels of consecration. So it's not about condemnation. Now let me, let me think about, hey, maybe I did something wrong yesterday. No, that's not, that's not what God is saying. But there's sin at your door that needs to go for you to enter into the door that God is opening. And if you don't fast properly, if you don't choose the fast that God has chosen, in other words, if you don't recognize that fasting is for spiritual transformation, if you don't recognize that fasting is a spiritual attack on sin, if you think fasting will get God to do something that you want, you don't understand what fasting is. You don't understand like Cain, the reason why you came to the sacrifice. Cain didn't understand the reason why they were sacrificing. He thought if they sacrificed, they could get God to do as they wished. So when God wasn't coming through as Cain wished, Cain was angry. Meanwhile, the sacrifice that God was accepting was their heart, not their, not what was on their altar. So the Lord is saying to the house of Israel, you have tried though, but we are going to another level. If you want this next level, you have to deal with certain things. You can't just abstain from food, but your wickedness is intact. No, it's no longer acceptable. The way you treat your colleagues, the way you think about your neighbor, how you treat your family members, all of those things now, they are now important. Before it was enough that you were not clubbing, it was enough that you were not stealing government money in your office. It was enough that you come to church, you pray, you do all those kind of things. But God is saying, no, something, something else. I'm demanding another level of sacrifice. And like I said, don't process this from the point of condemnation. Process it from the point of consecration. What is the demand of where we are going in the spirit? What is the demand of that place? 
what is what where is pride in my heart that nobody sees some people are self-righteous so self-righteous that even god is difficult for god to show them their fault you know the you know the, the the most dangerous thing that can happen to a believer is presumption psalm 19 david said who can understand his own errors please let me find that scripture he says cleanse thou me from secret sins can't remember if it's what verse it is but it's psalm 19 i think it's psalm 19 let me find it who can understand his own errors Cleanse thou me from secret sins. In other words, your another person's error is, diff, is very easy for you to understand. In fact, we are going to read further down in that Isaiah chapter 58. And you will see where it says, stop nitpicking on other people. Stop pointing finger. Stop gossiping about other people's sins. I'm not the one that said it. It's the Bible that said it. And I will read it to you. But you see your own. It's very hard for you to understand it. For you to see it, for you to, sometimes you see it is hard to admit it. Every time you are confronted with it, you deny it, you excuse it, you justify it. You don't you you are the best thing that happens in sliced bread to in your own mind. You don't want to hear that something is wrong. In fact, dangerously wrong. We all have insecurities. We cover them. We cover them. We bury them in all kinds of things. Instead of exposing them to God to take away. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. It was presumptuous sins that I wanted to have dominion over Cain. Sin that Cain did not see or understand or know. Meanwhile, that was the purpose of the sacrifice. It was to bring Cain. To a place where Ken will see that sin and repent of that sin. That sin is called spirit of rejection that breeds anger. Ken was suffering rejection from God. The result was anger. Unprocessed rejection became anger and the guy could not process that anger properly. He could not process it in light. Some people suffer from the spirit of rejection. But the way they've processed it is anger. And that anger is coming out in all kinds of ways. And they are justifying their behavior. So these are not things that are easy to... It's not, I'm not talking about somebody lied yesterday. Somebody, You know, if you lie, you know that you lied. But if you are self-righteous... And you have anger problem that, that is coming from the spirit of rejection. You know that one is, is, that one is more difficult. You self, you don't understand why you are angry. Why you are jealous like that. But you will never tell yourself that this is jealousy. You just say, I'm angry because they didn't promote me. And that anger seems justifiable. You are angry at your boss. Angry at your co-workers. Angry at everything that can be angry around you. You are angry. He said, that guy, he doesn't even deserve it. The way he behaves, the way, are you God? 
You can't congratulate him, and if you congratulate him, it's reaching, it's not really coming from your. There are all kinds of issues that are buried within that the Holy Ghost needs to excavate in an atmosphere of fasting. But you see these people, they will seek God, they will look for ordinance of God, they love the kingdom, they love doctrine, they are in church every time the door opens. The only thing that is not touched is those, those, those areas that are shielded away from light, they are not touched. They are as vindictive as they were. The people that they are keeping malice with, they are sick. The people that they are not talking to, I know malice is in grades. As some people that you say, so that it should not be as if you are keeping malice, good money. But in your heart, you don't wish them anything good in life. You don't wish them any good thing in life. It's like thunder should fall and strike them. They say, I'm not keeping malice, at least I've greeted. Let's read 14. Before we go back to Isaiah, it says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. You see, this meditation of heart, this, the words of your mouth, the meditations of your heart, being acceptable in the sight of God. That's the man that God has helped him to overcome presumptuous sins. God has helped him to overcome. Some people don't talk. Their heart is a marketplace. You see, brother, again too. It's not gentle. It's gentle to the face, but the heart is noisy. Plotting. Every day, they are taking testimony from Satan, accusing brethren. Accusing sometimes even their spouse that they are sleeping together on the same bed. The devil will come accuse your spouse to you very well. Accuse your husband, accuse your wife and everything. You'll be drinking it. You'll be drinking water of Satan. And anger is first string. And you are reaching conclusions that are against the will of God. Let's go back to that Isaiah 58 and look at the fast. So, when God is saying fast like this, think about it like you are sick and you went to the hospital. I don't want you to live thinking about it like, what have I done that God is angry about that I don't know that can hinder this fast? No, that's not what we are saying. Because it's God that came to Cain and said, Cain, this is what your sacrifice should deal with. This is exactly the issue. But your heart posture has to be in the right place. You have to understand that fasting is not to get God to do. The reason why Ken couldn't process that. Even when it surfaced. Because some things will surface inside you during this fasting period. The reason why Ken couldn't process that very well is because his heart was in the right place. His heart was not in the right place. So I want you to think about this as someone who... Who goes to the doctor? In countries, in some other countries, when you are 40, they will write, they will call you, your um, health insurance or government health insurance, they will call you and say you should come and do a general 
a general check. Just come and let's check you. I hear in some, in some countries, in some counties, within some countries, they are stopping it now. But immigrants want to finish the... Resources have expired. Budget has finished for... Uh, so they've, they've pocketed that aspect now. They don't call some people again, depending on where you are living. Some, some of my friends, it's three years now, they've not called them. They, we have overwhelmed where they are living. So they can't call them. But generally they call people and then they will run a diagnostics. And one of my very close friends, the only reason that she found out that she was hypertensive was because of that. That's the only reason she found out she was hypertensive. And it wasn't a good one. No. It wasn't hypertension that was playing games. Hypertension that maybe in a few years, if she was living in Nigeria and that never happened. You know those stories that say she was just going and she slumped. That's what would have happened. So when she called me and said, they said this and they said that and they, I'm like, anything they say just before, she said, ah, so uh, that means I have to be on prescription medicine for the rest of my, you will be. We'll pray, we'll be pray, but right now, go and collect it. Right now, go and collect that prescription medicine and be using it. We'll be praying, oh, I will talk about the rest later. Right now, go and collect it first. You know, because by the time she told me her figures, and because they, they did the first time, did the second time, it wasn't just immediately, they told her to monitor. Her figures were not good at all. Not good at all. You know, so I'm like, call, call, call just go and start first. <laughs> and then we'll use medication later. Uh, we, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, uh, lifestyle and other things later. So I want you to process it, process this that way, that you are just going to that altar with an open heart, understanding that fasting is about what's to happen to a believer. We have light as default on our inside, but because of the darkness that surrounds, sometimes we get overwhelmed. And we need clarity. We need spiritual clarity. We need an intervention for our light to, to rise. And that is this intervention. In the beginning, God made heavens and earth. The earth was what? Formless. It was void. It was dark. Sometimes you are in a stage of light. You are in a stage of life. Where the next season is still in formless void. You need light for structures of destiny to, to stand. You understand how the earth was there, full of potential. Heavens were made, finished. Perhaps angels were already in it, spirit, everything was. But the earth was, was covered in water, submerged. Nothing was happening. Meanwhile, health had its own destiny. When it was the season of the earth, what did God do? He says, let there be. So when a new season wants to break in your life, and that season is looking void, is looking formless, is looking like there's nothing there. I was having a conversation with my husband today. They had a conversation at work. 
And I said, you know how we get to certain places in our lives and we want to hijack as if we know how to arrange our future. You that they gave birth to you helpless. Abi, you are the one that said, uh, release me from heaven, I want to be born, please. Are you the one? Okay. What's the name of your primary school? Maybe, maybe half of you will remember. You don't control your destiny that much if you really think about it. Your trouble started the day you took the wheel and said, let me plan. I know what to do now. The life that God created in Eden is God that plans. is man that obeys. He said, do this, he does it. Turn the garden, he turns the garden. He doesn't have, he doesn't know. It's God that says, this is the next program that we are doing. That's what light is. When light comes, the structures of the spirit that makes destiny to, <laughs> to be ready to be executed, they start on the first day. It, you know, it created light, evening and morning separated them. Then the second day came, waters were separating from waters, some above, some beneath. Then the creatures of the sea came, then the creatures of the land came, before man finally came. That's what happens when activities of heaven will open. You will just find that you are, things are standing. Without your, it's not you that planned it, that said, let's do this, let's do the other one. When I write this, then I will write the other exam, then I will travel to this place, then I will do the other business, then I will do the other train, then I will come back, then I will do like this, I will do like that. No, 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 all those things, most of the time they are foolishness. Am I saying have no plan? No, that's not what I'm saying. It's okay to plan. At least you go to work tomorrow, you know the route you will take and you have money in your pocket. <laughs> I'm saying that you need God for your future. Beyond what you can plan. Who do you know? What do you have? Let me tell you something. Your dream is even too small for God. You can't even, you don't have capacity to dream. Your dream that is limited by your background and your environment. What do you know? You don't even know dreaming. Just because everybody is jackpot you think that that's dream. And you, I hear that you can see in your life is child that you are abroad. Oh. Let God show you the possibilities that are in your future. You, can, you don't have imagination to dream it now. You don't. But when your light comes, God removes you from hustle. It's time to live destiny. The light for destiny, for spiritual destiny, that's the first thing that breaks when you choose the fast that God chooses. Second thing is physical strengthening. That verse says, it says that your healing will spring forth speedily. I think this healing is all round, but I want to emphasize that it is physical. You know, there's a way we excuse, say, God will heal you. Say, it's talking about the heart. No, and the body too. And the body, if you fast the way God wants you to fast, sickness will fall off. Disease will fall off. Strength will come to your bones, to your body, to your blood, to your marrows. God will heal you everywhere you hurt. Whether it's in the heart, oh, whether it's in the head, oh, I now don't care, oh, whether it's emotional. But please, by all means, say, uh, healing is not just the body. Healing is... No, it is the body. Because sometimes, 
his face that is, is, not, is weak. He said, Eli is not only the body. Eli is emotion too. It's true. But this one is body. It's body. Your healing will spring forth speedily. I think there are other versions that says it will give strength to your bones. Number three, your righteousness will go before you and the glory of God will be your rear guard. Verse nine. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and you will say, here I am. This one is talking about divine presence and authority. When he's talking about righteousness going before you, glory coming at your back, and then when you say something in the spirit, it is done. It is done. This is your righteousness that is going before you. Please don't mistake it for works. Works is what? Filthy rags. This righteousness is by faith. This righteousness is by believing in the finished works of Jesus on the cross. Fasting is not works. Fasting is not, I fasted for 21 days, so God has no choice but to answer me. Fasting is, I'm humbling myself before God so that he can, I'm, 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 I'm purposely subduing my flesh so that God can have a chance to show me because my flesh is very loud. So that God can show me the next level of consecration. And as I obey God, as I, as, I, as I respond to God in that new level of consecration, I'm not, that doesn't become Jesus that died for my sins. That's not it. My righteousness is still blood-bought in Christ Jesus. That's the righteousness that is going before you. But now you have light to see your way. You have light to see your way. And then the glory of God is what? Your rare God. In this place, anything you say is so. Your words are no longer empty. You know why? Because your heart is now aligned more with the will of God. Your heart is now aligned more with the will of God. Your heart has stopped panting for you. For yourself, for your team. Your heart is now more aligned with the will of God. And then he gives more instructions in that consecration. If you take away the yoke from your midst. Just the same thing he has been saying from the beginning. The pointing of finger. Speaking of wickedness. If you extend your soul to the hungry. Just the same things he said in that verse 3 to 5. And satisfy the afflicted soul. Your light will dawn in the darkness. And your darkness will be as noonday. This is that first point that we... Now let's go to the fourth one. Is this number four? The Lord will do what? No, read it. The Lord will do what? How long? I like this one. Divine guidance. Divine guidance becomes easy. See, the Holy Spirit is always there. He always wants to lead you, guide you, comfort you, tell you what to do. But you are too clogged. You are too clogged for minute by minute, day by day guidance. When you clog your, when you, um, when you unclog your flow, 
some things that you have been praying for direction for six weeks, you discover that it doesn't take six weeks. It, it didn't take six months to know what God is saying. He said, I don't know what, you've been to every prophet in town. Every prophet, every prophetess, every meeting you have gone, you are still confused, your life still has no direction. It's not that hard. It doesn't take that much. You say it's not happening. No, do you have, do you have guidance? Do you have direction? Do you know where you are going? It's not about being in the destination. The question I'm asking is, Joshua Mabiton, Lord, do you know where you are going? Do you have direction? Do you have guidance? Divine guidance. The Lord will guide you continually. You will live, you will, you will stop living a life of confusion and uncertainty. That perpetual confusion, that perpetual... See, it's not coming from the fact that it has not happened, it is not working, you are still waiting. No, it's coming from lack of spiritual direction. Once there's guidance, you lose, you leave the realm of confusion and uncertainty. The next thing he says, ah, I like this one. It will strengthen your bones. That's what I was saying, that he was talking about healing. It will strengthen your bones. You, no, okay. And satisfy your soul in drought. That's the fifth one. I wish I had another translation. There's this translation that says that it would, it would satisfy your desire in scorched places or something like that. Yeah. Ah. It will satisfy your soul in scorched and what? Oh God, that's number five. It will satisfy your soul in scorched and dry places. You see right now, the whole earth is scorched and dry. The whole earth is in one version of scorched and dry or other. You want to migrate? Migrate into God. Is the only one that satisfies the soul in scorched and dry conditions. In scorched and dry places, it's only God that satisfies the soul. You see, the thing that you are looking for, that you think that if this thing happens, if they just add to my salary, if I just get that new job, if I just settle down and get a place, a house, if I just get married, if this one just happens, if it comes through, I'm telling you the truth, it will not satisfy your soul in a scorched and dry land. It will be like the drop of water that the rich man was asking Lazarus from hellfire. Because that fire will still burn. That dryness will still dry. It will still attack other areas of your life. That's, what, that's all it will be. It will be a fraction of a second satisfaction. And then in fact, immediately you get it. There are other, there are other dryness and scorchness all around you. So God is... See, it's God that is doing you a favor. God that called this fast, he wants to preserve you. He's looking like at the world descending into darkness, descending into chaos, everywhere becoming dry, everywhere becoming scorched, and he's calling your name and saying, you, I want to separate you. 
You, you are a child of divine guidance. You, you are a child of life. Light, come and learn how to live in Eden in the midst of. You, you have destiny to fulfill. You have a purpose I'm calling you to come out. I want to show you stuff that other people are not seeing. I want to guide you. I want to put authority on you. I want to satisfy your soul in scorched and dry places. Six, you will be like a watered garden. And like a spring of water whose, and like a spring of water whose words, whose waters do not fail. This reminds me of the scripture that says that blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, in the seat in the seat of scornful, walk in the way of sinners. His delight is in the law of the Lord and he meditates day and light. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water. Only this one is a bit deeper and better. You are the source of that water. Is one level to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and you are be- it is another thing to be the river that is watering. <laughs> it's another thing to be the source of water. You, your waters do not fail. It doesn't matter the conditions, your water does not fail. Number one, one level, you are like that tree. You are like a well-watered garden. That's that tree. Number two, you are a spring yourself. Beyond that, you yourself, you are, you are a source of water. When, when you go to a place and people don't know that they are scorched and they are dry, the day you get there, they will just discover that there is rain. There is, somehow there is ease. Somehow there is comfort. Somehow there is life. Somehow I just know that everything will be okay because of this strange boy that entered this place. Sometimes they can't even know that there is this person, but they just know that everything is alright. We are alright here. Somebody just brought water. A spring just appeared in the midst of. You are not supposed to be the one that is going around begging for water. Begging for a drop, please put a drop, put hand. This place is very hot. If you can just do this small, no, no, no. You are supposed to be the spring carrying the water. This is another thing that happens. And then seven, the fi- seven and final thing. Ah, those from among you shall do what? Build. Old waste places, you become a builder in the spirit. When you see spiritual ruins, spiritual waste, you have the divine design and capacity to build that ruin or that waste. Ruins and wastes in families. Ruins and wastes in churches. Ruins and wastes in communities. Ruins and wastes in cities. Ancient ruins. You are you will raise up age-old foundations, ancient foundations. You'll be the repairer of the bridge and the restorer of streets to dwell in. So, <laughs> your future is rich, it is deep, it is multidimensional. You will become, when you see ruin, it becomes your specialty. Ruin is not Things that Satan has pulled, has touched, that are beyond repair. Desolations all around. 
Sometimes when we look into our families, we see desolations. And then somebody will say, that's generational causes. You are not the one seeking deliverance from generational cause. You are the restorer. You are the restorer. Like, ah, don't let generational cause. It happened to my mother. It happened to my father. This poverty is happening to me. No, 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 no. You, you, you are the repairer. You are the restorer. You are the builder. Where there is no streets, you are the one that puts streets there so that people can walk in it. You are the one that is building ancient ruins, works that Satan has done. And he himself, he has gone to rest that have finished work here. Then somebody emerges and undo, he will undo the work like Jesus. Undo, completely undo. They will be looking for Satan. They will not they will say, ah, this, this thing. There is no depth of darkness like the one that Jesus descended into. And he rose up within only three days. So don't let any form of darkness or ruin scare you. Don't let any form of desolation around you scare you. When it is scaring you, think of Jesus. Can he be as dark as hell? How many days did he take Jesus? There is no depth of darkness. There is no depth of darkness. That the power of God can restore. So when God is calling a fast, please, it's more than your next coffee. Are you listening to me? You see that one is inside it. Did you hear what I said? It's inside it, but it's more than it. It's more than it. Somebody called me today and she had a confidential conversation with me about some decisions that, are, that have to do with career and employment and finances. And one of the things that occurred to me while we had that conversation is, I said, do you know that God doesn't need this? Because it was a question of, should I do this? Should I not? Should I take it? Should I not? Should I take this step? Should I not? I said, do you know that to meet your needs is the least of God's problem? I say your heart that is not submitted is the deeper of God's problem. I don't know whether you understand. Because God can, it doesn't, God, it doesn't take God your corporate, like, I, that's, this is not a good way to put it. I wanted to say, it doesn't take God your corporation to provide for you. It does. I'm saying that God, the easiest thing for God to do is to provide for you. Do you understand? The more difficult thing is to change the position of your heart. So I said to, I said, you are well on your way. I said to her, I said, you are well on your way. Because I feel like God wants to correct this. And as soon as this thing is corrected, you will see that it was never about the job. It was never about whether it was this job, whether it was that job, whether this one pays more than this one, and this one is the one that doesn't pay. And No, it wasn't, it was never, it was the position of your heart. I said, when you resolve that one, you will see that the other one is a non-issue. It's not an issue. Because now you're asking me, should I have done this? Should I do that? Should I? No, it's not the job. It's your heart. Once that one is sorted, you will find peace about this other one and it will be sorted. So let's take the prescription medicine the way that God said we should take it. Let's do what? Let's take the prescription medicine the way that God said we should take it. I tell you my story all the time. 
all the time, all the time. I, by the grace of God, I'm not in the rat race. So. I'm not. I'm not. I don't hustle the way they hustle. I don't find work the way they find work. I don't find opportunities the way they find opportunities. I joke about it all the time that, you know, I see people who are hustling on social media and they are constantly posting the places they go to, the conversations. They, like, today I was invited to, even if it's a lie, even they passed by Asso Rock, they are not the one that entered. They will say, they will show us now a picture. It was, uh, everybody shall hustling, trying to put themselves out there. I said, if you look at my Instagram or my Facebook, you all sometimes you believe that maybe I don't have work. You think maybe I don't have job. Much less the type of work at the level that I do. The people that need my services, I don't know how they find me. They just find me. They just find me. I constantly tell my husband, I say, I don't know what I'm telling these people. But they believe seriously. They believe seriously. So, ah, she's the one that can do it. She's the expert. And I'm not talking about local clients at all. But this was the same person that left university and didn't do a job for five straight years. Five straight years, I didn't write one application. Ask me why. God said so. Don't you think Peria are mad? Completely mad. I saw the depths of poverty. I saw poverty so much, I stopped being afraid of poverty. No, there's nothing the devil can use to scare me again. As a young girl, you, don't, you can't even buy your monthly... Um, do you understand? You have to trust God for sanitary pad every month. No, I saw the depths of poverty. I saw the depths of and poverty doesn't scare me again. Just the, the poverty doesn't scare me anymore. And many things don't scare me anymore. There are many things that don't scare me anymore. And I am free. Those experiences freed me to face the purpose of God. When people say, God, do it. Make it happen. Help it to work. If it doesn't work, we are not going forward. This is where we are. I don't have time for those kind of prayers. I have to, I, my, my business is Satan. And I want to destroy his work everywhere I'm seeing it. My business is the will of God. And what God wants to do. And that is the easiest way to live. I'm telling you from experience. Because you see, that thing about God adding. He will add what you don't know exists. Go and write it down. When I left school, what was my dream? I wanted to go to the University of Minnesota. And I had all my papers. That was all my dream. Since then, I've done Masters that is fully paid for by UK government. I've co-lectured in Harvard. I've what is, what is the and I, I this is somebody that didn't work five years straight after school, didn't have a job. So I didn't climb ladder. I didn't climb ladder, and I don't know how they find me. 
I didn't climb any ladder. That's why I keep telling you, you see, God's path is the easiest. The harder one is for you to surrender and give your heart. That's the harder one. That's the one that Satan is fighting. As you are saying, God, I give you my heart. Please help me. He will just bring this water. But, sure you will not eat me. And you are earning 60,000. Is this how you will be? Won't you? It will un- disturb your heart, make it go all over the place. You say, ah, God, if you said to me, I will serve you. No, you will never serve him. No, you will never serve him. You have to look at your current circumstances and then it becomes deparatized. Completely deparatized. And then God becomes first. And then you are ready for the kingdom. You are ready for destiny. And when you are in destiny, like me, you won't have compulsion to tell the world. Toronto social media will praise reports every time. Because it is still deparatized. <laughs> That's the testimony. It is still what? Deparatized. The priority is still you, my sister. My warfare every day is still Ruth, is still Laddie, is still Sandra, is still Vivian, is still David, is still Soji. That's my everyday warfare. Is still Wumi. All of us must do the will of God and succeed in it. All of us. All of us. All of us. All of us must become the restorers of the bridge. All of us must become the repairers of the bridge. All of us must become builders of ancient ruins. My warfare is that all of us, shoulder to shoulder, like the house of David. He said the house of David is like God. The least of them is like David. You know, the strongest of them is like God. You know that company of David? That is my dream. Destitutes, men in debt, people that they didn't have future in the natural they went into that cave after a few years they came out ah no 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 the world heard it the world heard it satan heard it this is the dream of god if the dream of god will become your dream that's your consecration and then watch those seven things happen in succession and all together in your life. Can you just rise to your feet this evening and just begin to pray? I choose the fast that you choose. This September and beyond. Sometimes fasting is not abstaining from food. Sometimes God will tell you what to fast off. God will give you your own consecration. Beyond abstinence from food, he will give you your own consecration. But you need strength. Because like Satan went to Jesus in the wilderness... So go and tell him that you don't need this route to be able to, to, to be accomplished. You don't need to come. You don't need to suffer like this. He tried to, to, to preach Jesus out of the way of the Lord. But he kept saying it is written. And Bible says that when he had gone through that phase, angels came and strengthened him. I want you to pray this evening that God will strengthen you. Because destiny is calling your name. Destiny is calling your name. Destiny is calling your name. God has better plans, better dreams, better hope than you can ever imagine for you. He has an assignment, but in addition to that assignment, there is a glorious destiny that awaits you. 
there's a glorious destiny you too will become restorer of the breaches restorer of the paths to walk in or to dwell in you too you are supposed to rebuild ancient ruins i want you to pray that your light will come the glory of the lord will arise upon you gloom would go everything that causes confusion uncertainty will go divine guidance will come in the name of the lord jesus marotalia shekeba loba suta arima mama mashatandi aloba e baba 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 o katira la 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 bakashata who can understand his own errors cleanse down me from secrecies let them not have dominion over me let them not have dominion over me the holy spirit alone has dominion over me the holy spirit alone has dominion over me in the name of the lord jesus i choose the fast that you choose i choose to be sensitive to the holy spirit i choose to respond to demands of consecration i choose to lose the bonds of wickedness to undo every burdens i choose to pour out to those who are in need around me i choose not to think of myself i choose to think of you and of others and i know that as i do this as i do the fast that you choose you will strengthen me and your promises will come to pass concerning me in the name of jesus marotania e kabodosha e riba ba 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 o sendere delelele boshoto asiema na 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 makatanda ya aba ba 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 kota e simodosha e simonoma nyonga disa abido sadadadadadadadadabakataya oh telimano 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 sha abiotosa abiotosa dedededededededededadabashatona eh ba 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 kata ale ma 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 katosha eh ba telebosha aba ba 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 kosetala adiebo shatana eh ba 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 kashatosia apriota ale so 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 batia adadadadadadadadadadadadadadadabakosha